0: Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Could you navigate the CTA without its colors? I'm Suzy On, in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. When you visit or move to Chicago, one of the first things you've got to learn is how to use the train system to get around. Whether it's getting to the loop from O'Hare or Midway or just bouncing around the city, knowing your green line from your red is essential. But the iconic CTA colors weren't always how trains were labeled. Here to tell us how the color system came about is Graham Garfield, transit historian and founder of the website ChicagoL.org. Also with us is Kaylee Padar, Freelance reporter for Chicago Block Club, who published a story about the history well graham let's let's travel back in time uh, before color coded trains. How were CTA trains
1: organized? So they were basically named largely geographically. Um, there were actually a couple different naming conventions, which was part of what made it a little bit uh, opaque or complicated for for new riders or for visitors. Uh, the most common naming was uh, geographic names uh, that told you either where the lines went um, or where they passed through. And that was part of the inconsistency. <laughs> they were sometimes named for the last station on the line, uh, sometimes named for a neighborhood or, or um, a park or something like that that it passed by, and sometimes named for a, a route, a street that it paralleled. Um, so you had all these different sort of ways that they were named. Uh, So you had routes like the Howard-Englewood line um, or the Lake Dan Ryan line. Uh, At the same time, The CTA also referred to the routes that were through routed, so they went from one side of town to the other via downtown, um, with geographic names like North-South Route Mm -hmm. was another name for the Howard-Englewood-Jackson Park and the West-Northwest Route, um, which a lot of people more colloquially referred to as the Milwaukee Congress or Milwaukee-Douglas Line. So you had all these different names. Floating around out there, um, which didn't mean a lot if you were uh, unfamiliar with the city or the system, um, and then you had sometimes more than one name for a route.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds like that can be confusing. Why did the CTA start reconsidering how to label the trains?
1: It was really an effort to make the system more uh, navigable and user-friendly for both tourists, but also residents who either were new, uh, maybe newly moved to Chicago, or even uh, there's a lot of longtime residents who were not train users. Um, You know, in some cases, maybe it wasn't convenient, but in a lot of other cases, they found it daunting. They found it um, not user-friendly. They preferred uh, a bus. They could, you know, maybe more easily get off of, you know, at the next corner if they feel like they made a wrong turn. So it was really an effort in a period During the 70s and 80s, when ridership was really falling very steadily, uh, that CTA wanted to make the train system more user-friendly.
0: Well, we've got a caller, uh, Lex, in Franklin Park. Uh, Lex, do you remember uh, riding on the train before the color scheme?
2: Oh, girl, I'm so old, I remember them playing 3 card Monty on the train, and no one ever smoking. P.S. Can I just say that people always smoked on the platforms because they could, but you never saw anyone light up on the train. But anyway, <laughs> we were Congress Douglas people and i grew up in wicker park mom didn't drive so we were on the train everywhere and uh just to um, follow up with the point that uh, he made was that uh, it did make it a lot less confusing um i rode the train since i was a little kid and yet i didn't realize for example that the western stop was the same western that went back to my house at division and once got frostbite waiting for a bus (gasps) that was the route i knew so, you know, it, it really, it, it did make a difference. It made it a lot less confusing, even for people that wrote it. I mean, you know, I was a dumb kid, but still. <laughs> it's a safety <laughs> issue, it seems then. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I still have a after-infection frostbite 35 years ago. my
0: goodness. Well, thank you for that, Lex. Uh, we've got another caller, John, in Carol Stream. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. So you remember writing the CTA before uh, the color uh, the color scheme?
3: Oh yes, I grew up in Kilton, uh and basically would take the Douglas B. My dad worked downtown, and I would work with him. So yeah, I basically had to know the CPA as I would do deliveries for him. But yeah, I was, saying, I was saying that I remember that the old trains, when they were the bicolor green, where you would actually crank up the windows. We had the bars on the bottom. Uh, the conductors, they would be, you know, they would clown sometimes between the uh, stops. If it, 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 they had this cadence that they would say, it was it was pretty funny. And I was saying, I also remember when we had paper transfers, the transfer between uh, the lines downtown, and mm-hmm. also when the bus the buses were electric going down 18th Street. So yeah, that goes back a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that, John. Uh, well, Kaylee, in in your reporting, um, what did you find ab- about how they got the idea for the colors? Uh, were they taking inspiration from other cities?
4: Um, Yeah, so other cities already had um, color-coded systems, like London, for example, Um, but the way that the trains here got, like, their specific colors assigned to them um, were from transit maps that were dating back to, like, the 1980s or so, Um, and they basically took the colors that the trains were known by on those maps and then um, renamed them to, to be with those colors. So... Graham, uh, when they made the announcement to
0: uh, change to this color system, they also made some big changes to the lines themselves. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. At the same time that the color names were adopted, the CTA also changed two of the through routes, the trains that went from the north side to the south side, and then there was a route that went from the west side to the south side. And they switched, um, which end was through routed to the other. And uh, that really had to do with trying to Kind of balance the service and ridership at each end so that they were uh, could run service more efficiently to match demand, um, but it was a fairly major shift um, to the system, and so there was a lot of uh, it made a lot of sense to to make the two changes at once, so you could introduce the the new routes with their color names and then rename the rest of the system at the same time
0: Wow. Um, and Kaylee, what, what do we know about how some of these colors were chosen for, um, you know, the specific lines?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So most of them came came from those old maps. But the, some of the newer lines, like um, the pink line, which came about in 2006, um, that was actually named by a student who submitted an essay to a contest arguing for it to be the color pink. Um I thought that was really interesting (laughs) um, that it was like actually like elementary school kid who named the pink line. And Graham, any other uh, fun stories about how the trains got their colors?
1: Yeah, like she said, I mean, a lot of it went back to what had already been used on maps. And and there's some use of color in maps, even dating back to the teens, but not consistently. Uh, Most of the maps were printed black and white, or perhaps they used one spot Mm. color. And that was really just, you know, for cost. Um, The big change came about in... About 1969, 1970, when uh, the Dan Ryan line opened and the Kennedy Extension opened, CTA revamped a lot of its graphics, including its maps. And at that time, um, the maps in the rail cars uh, were printed in full color. And so they assigned... Colors to the, the routes at that point, but really just for mapping, to be able to differentiate one route from another on the map. But those colors, by and large, with some tweaks, um, are what kind of stuck when CTA yeah. chose um, you know, what colors to officially name the lines.
0: Uh, so, Kaylee, even when things improve, people tend to dislike change sometimes. Um, how did Chicago residents react to CTA making these changes to the trains?
4: Yeah. I mean, there was um, like grumbling about it. Um, Everyone, you know, had their moment of like not wanting things to change from what they knew it to be. Um, And Graham and I had talked about how like over time people really did start to adopt the new system just because it, it did like make more sense and it was like easier to kind of say like it rolls off the tongue better um but something I thought was really interesting after the story was published was um a bunch of like my family members were texting me about how they've always remembered the lines as their original names um so I think it's cool to think about how this history like still lives in a lot of people even if they're not um like using the old names out loud they just remember the lines as what they used to be called
0: yeah well we've got
4: uh, santiago
0: in gage park hey santiago you it sounds like uh, you miss some of the the old ways
3: uh i don't know that i really miss it it's just that uh i was a little kid when uh when we still use, like the old um the old like a and b line
0: mm.
3: and then uh and it was just, like, really confusing because, I don't know, as a little kid, it's like, you didn't know. Like, like I just didn't really fully understand, like, if the train was going to stop where I was standing on the platform or not. Because some trains would go by and some trains would stop for you, depending on if you, do, you were on an A platform, a B platform, or the A-B platform. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, and then I moved away for a while. I came back. And all of a sudden, there were all these colors everywhere. <laughs> and I was just like, what happened? But it made a lot more sense. It was just easier to understand and know that, like, you know, if you were standing on the platform, that the train was definitely stopping. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, out of service or something. But um, I think the only thing I miss about the old stuff was, like, I, I went to some Chicago shop, and they had the newsprint CTA transfers. Um laminated so that you could buy them as bookmarks
0: oh yeah 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 nice.
3: and other than that I think I I just missed like the the look of the little tokens they used to that mm-hmm. you used to have to use to get on the bus or the train
0: well and we're settled in now to what we've got um, thanks for that Santiago uh, we've also got George in Rogers Park hey George
2: hello how are you
0: I'm doing well. So you you remember um, when they first made uh, the announcement um, at the Evanston and, and Skokie-Swift transfer?
2: Yeah, I remember. Uh, for, I don't know why this stuck in my mind, but I have have the announcement in my mind. As you get to the end of the red line, they'd say, Howard Street, end of the line, Howard Street, transfer for the Evanston and the Skokie-Swift. No spitting on the train. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for that memory, uh, George. Um, and we got a question to Graham from, from Richard in um, Brookfield. Um, uh, he used to go to a bakery in Berwyn and his father used to take an old elevated train by uh, 22nd Street. Does Do you know anything about um, that? that station.
1: Sure. Um, So it's the what is now the pink line uh, is what goes out to uh, Cicero. It ends in Cicero. Um, It's what used to be the Douglas branch um, uh, of the uh, Milwaukee or O'Hare Douglas route. Um, It used to go further, though. It currently ends at uh, 54th Avenue in Cicero. But it used to extend all the way to Oak Park Avenue in Berwyn, uh, and it's right north, about a half block north of Surmac Road, 22nd mm-hmm. Street. So um, if it was before uh, the mid-1950s, yeah, he he could have taken uh, the train all the way out to, to Berwyn itself.
0: Wow, that's great. Well, that was great just kind of, uh, you know, rethinking the— CTA and the history, going back to the change in the colors. Uh, We've been talking to uh, Graham Garfield, transit historian and manager of the website chicago-l.org and Kaylee Padar, freelance reporter for Block Club Chicago. And uh, thank you both for taking us down memory lane.
1: Thanks so much.
4: Thank you.
0: This episode of Reset was produced by Andrew Merriweather. It was edited by Ethan Schwab and Stephanie Kim. Hear more fun history and culture stories like this by subscribing to our podcast. And when you do, be sure to leave us a rating and share our podcast with someone who would love it. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Susie On, and for Sasha Ann Simons, we'll talk to you this afternoon.